Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Let's talk about sex, Jamie. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about sex, Jamie. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about sex. Hey guys, welcome to Vanilla Chats, which is a side mini-sode thing that we're doing alongside the regular Let's Talk About Sex Jamie episodes, where I chat with my guest host, Matt Smith, about all things vanilla. Now, I've been doing this sex podcast malarkey for a while now, and I've chatted to hundreds of people about their different kinks and uh, various aspects of like, you know, their sex lives and things that they're into and all that stuff. And through all of that, I basically had my mind opened and I've learned a bunch of stuff about the world of kink and, you know, it's just sex in general and what everyone can kind of be into. Um, and I started out as a very, what I would say, vanilla guy. And I, I'm still kind of vanilla, I think. But I feel like I'm sort of a step above vanilla, you know, like Madagascan vanilla. That's that's where I'm sitting. That's where I'm labeling myself. But anyway, I think that these conversations between people that aren't necessarily into the kind of kink world, the kind of, you know, that, that sort of scene are super important. And I think there needs to be more conversations out there between people who would classify themselves as vanilla. Um, and yeah, so the idea is that just gonna be me and Matt chatting about some stuff, you know, two guys that probably, you know, self-classify as vanilla um, and a bit inexperienced and naive in this world um, about the things that we're learning outside of our little, you know, usual bubble. So yeah, hope you enjoy it. If you do, let us know what you think on the Instagram at Let's Talk About Sex Jamie and yeah, share it with a friend. Uh, word of mouth is the lifeblood of anything creative and it really helps us get um, our kind of message out there and all that good stuff. So yeah, hope you enjoy it and chat to you soon. Love you, bye. Hello everyone. You are now live. Nice. Uh, Alright, you good? How's it going everyone? This is my, uh, this is my first uh, IG live since turning 30, which is terrifying. I never thought I would uh, talk about turning 30 this publicly. I thought it was just going to go like silently into the night, but uh, Matt has got me, uh, got me on. Or <laughs> feeling old anyway feeling older than I did a week ago um, so yeah hopefully he makes me feel a bit better and into the shot again <laughs> <laughs> the sliding we need, to, we need to nail that yeah well, yeah but we already one two three go well, no, I should go I should go this way though so yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you go that way with me. Uh, no no you, you go the other way you go the other way you go the, one two three go what are we doing we what are we doing what are we doing mate I was just listening to your intro and you were like it's my first uh, um, session being 30 I never thought. I thought. I never thought I'd make it to thirty. <laughs> I thought that's what you were going to say. I was like, I thought you grew up in England, mate, and that's as privileged as they come, my friend. <laughs> yeah, but I was an emo, so you know, not thinking you expect to, not expecting to get to thirty is definitely a thing for oh, Jesus, emo all right. who don't realise how like how much easier it gets when you're a bit older and wiser and not listening to yeah. Mike and Bromats all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. How are you doing? You're right, mate. I'm great, my dude. I've had the most amazing day. Wow. Wait. Oh, what have you done? You went, you went surfing today. I went Shit. surfing today. I literally just got back. You can tell I'm a little bit sun-kissed. Can you, can oh. you tell, Jamie? Can you tell? No, I just thought you looked a bit sweaty. That's, that's okay. All. <laughs> that's you. I had, I had a great shower, but it, mate, it was amazing. It was beautiful. Uh, yeah, I had a really good day surfing on the beach. Um, haven't had one of those in a long time. Amazing! Nice. Nice. That's good, man. I'm jealous. 
I wish I could just like you know disappear to the beach for a bit. But I'm in London. Um, the closest we get is like a bit of dirty sand next to the Thames. Yeah. Um, so yeah, not as good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all right. Well, here we are. You, we did it. You got me here. Um, I went from like two, three weeks ago not wanting to talk about my birthday at all, just sort of letting it happen and never mentioning it. And then uh, you convinced me to come on Instagram and talk about it. Um, I think it's like a combination of like, we can get into this. Like We'll go into this in much detail. Um, I've got my list of things I want to talk about. Uh, but like, I think it's a combination of like it being a lockdown birthday as well. Mm. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people sort of don't feel like lockdown birthdays count. And this is my second one. Um, yeah. And yeah, and then obviously it being 30 is like quite a big scary one for some people. Mm. It was for me a little bit. Mm. So yeah, I don't know. How did you feel? So you're, you're like, you're into your 30s, 30th yeah. year now, right? Correct. Yeah, half, halfway through basically. Yeah. 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 So how is it for you, like, like getting over the edge? Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, a lot of exciting things have happened for me, uh, happened to me sort of in the months leading up to my 30th, uh, you know, in the, the, my company being acquired and obviously then transitioning into traveling to Barcelona and things like that. But the one thing I, 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 I've recently also done a lot more of is reflection. I found that we tend to reflect on birthdays and, you know, New Year's and things like that, right? Like once a year, which is not enough, right? And it's more these milestone events and things. So for me, uh, my 30th coming was a sort of like, realization like okay so first and foremost you know where am i am i happy with with certain things and and obviously 2020 was a crazy year it was a massive roller coaster for everyone i was fortunate that it ended up in a massive high for me um and that was also coincidentally the time of my 30th birthday so i planned the announcement for the acquisition of my company in the news on my 30th birthday 16th nice. of november 2020 so um going into my 30th i don't know about you but i felt really like okay I'm 30 now. All the, there's like a few loose ends in my life that I that I sort of like, uh, you know, that something that I think I owe, you know, some money, some credit card, you know, so, whatever it might be, right? Some some loose yeah. ends in my life that I haven't really like wrapped up. I wanted to have all of that done by 30. I was like, okay, that's that decade. That's that decade done. My 20s, I was ignorant. I was foolish. I was, you know, did all the things that you're meant to do and make all the mistakes you're meant to make. But now I'm, I'm 30 now and I, I feel like more responsible and in control of my own life. So I spent the few weeks and months running up to my 30th, sorting every loose end up in my life. And I felt so amazing about that. Mm. And now, and that was like self-growth and self-development. So I was looking forward to turning 30 also because, uh, you know, I've done a lot of cool things. I've been very lucky in my life. And, you know, I often, I have a bit of imposter syndrome. Like I was a VC, I invested in two unicorns. I ran an investment accelerator in, uh, uh, in, 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 you know, I did all these cool things and I often don't even believe myself. You know, I'm like, oh God, this is all just like, someone's going to call my bullshit at some point. Like, yeah, yeah you're full of shit, Matt, you know, like, well, something. And now I feel like we're yeah. turning 30. I kind of felt a little bit more, I'm 30. I'm not like some 20 something. Yeah. Who everyone says whatever. And, and, you know, yeah, it could be with a pinch of salt or not. No, I'm 30. And I felt like now in my thirties, it's like, I'm, Everything's more believable. I don't know. Yeah, that's a really good. That's a really good point you brought out there. Actually, so some somebody wished me happy birthday, um, and said like, "Oh, you're 30 now." So this is the part where people start actually listening to you, which mm. I thought was really interesting. Obviously, they meant it as a joke, but um, yeah, with the whole like reflection thing. So leading up, leading up to my birthday, I had uh, my counselling shifted into talking about you know turning 30 and like and and you know for some reason I put this big barrier and you know when you're 30 some things mm. can't happen um and yeah the whole kind some of some like, things no, can't like, happen yeah so you were like sort of okay 
no, yeah, we'll get yeah, we'll get into it. We'll get into it in more detail. It's, like, it's part of my list. But like, yeah, this whole like now people are going to start listening to you is quite interesting because accidentally in the last like three months, I've kind of moved into like my like, career wise. I don't want to bang on about career too much because it's not really a thing for me. But like career wise, um, I've moved into a more kind of like advisory position rather than mm. like I've done a lot of creative stuff in my twenties, um, and now I'm sort of less focused on like what's the next thing I can create and more focused on like what can I help you know other people make and what can I what can I sort of get other people to help me make you know yeah you being a big part of that getting Hannah involved in the podcast is a big thing because it's like it's less about oh let's make this podcast and do this thing it's now it's like well how you know how can we all kind of like work as a team and like how can I lean on other people and then and other people yeah. trust me you know with my opinions and stuff um and when I feel like people in their 20s myself definitely included like in in kind of a a career sense you sort of feel like you still feel like the kid like, even though yeah. i'm 29 I, I came to work quite proper jobs quite late i got my first job proper job like in an office when i was 24 um because mm. i did music before then so my first like proper job i came to it quite late and i always felt very young and very like you know the kid because i've been doing it for so long um and now there are people coming in that are younger than me doing the same thing and they're in the position that i was in you know five six seven years ago and it's like, oh no, wait, I am like a bit older. I, I've done this a bit longer, you know? This is like, my, my opinion does actually have a little bit of weight to it now. Mm. Um, and yeah, having that kind of like switch in my mind was a big thing. Um, so yeah, that was like one interesting thing. And I guess, mm. yeah, with you, you know, you, someone, someone bought your company, like it's a big mm. shift for you, right? It's, you mm. know, suddenly it's not, you're not making something. Suddenly you've made something and now it's someone mm. else's, you know? Obviously mm. for you, it's nice because you're still there working on it and <laughs> building it and making it. But um yeah, it's, it's quite a weird shift. Not that that happens at 30. I'm sure people will sell companies at 22 and at 65. Like, um, exactly. Yeah, it, it, for me, yeah, it felt like it kind of tied in quite nicely with that. It was weird, weird timing. Mm. Yeah. Were you excited so, at all? Like, did you have, did you have any excitement? I mean, obviously maybe now, but did you I, I, initially, like, tell me through your phases. Was it like resentment first? <laughs> not wanting to happen. Did you also go through like, I mean, one thing we haven't touched on, which is, is like the, they're like, do I own a house? Do I have four children and a dog and a BMW? You yeah. know, like that brainwashed mentality when, when like talking about the 20 year old self to 30 year old self, like when I was my 20 year old mm. self, uh, you know, I was in a, um, halfway through a six year relationship, um, which would be a six year relationship. Right. And I was like, okay, Wait, well, you, you know, Oh, when I was so 20, I was th oh, three so years you're into you're in the third year of your relationship exactly. when you were 20. Right, cool. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was my first proper relationship, which was six years with a with wonderful woman. And, uh, you know, and very grateful for that experience. She's now married with a kid, for example, right? You know, yeah. and nice. uh, and is doing amazing and is having, having an incredible life. Um, but I, if you ask me then, you know, I'd be like, yeah, by 27, I'm going to be a millionaire. At 28, I'll have a baby. You know, I'll have the house. And you have all these expectations. And then you get to that age and then, you know, you look around you. And of course, there are some friends who are in those, in those positions, actually. Mm. And, and other, but, you know, there's just the reality that you think your life is going to be sorted and everything's going to be all the loose ends. And you're going to have all this like liquid capital or you're going to have all this, uh, you know. Um, yeah. I don't know if, did you have any of that? Like, kind of, I know well, you're buying I'm a house now. now and... I don't know what liquid capital means, so I think that's, that, that summarizes <laughs> that quite well. Um, yeah, I, de I definitely had that. So that that kind of um, yeah, because when, when you're 20, 30 feels like the end. Like 30 is like you're a grown up. 20 is like you're starting adulthood. 30 is like when you're starting to end adulthood. I think. But now yeah. I am 30, 
it's sort of like, yeah, not really. I'm kind of just getting started. Like I did yeah. like fucking around in my twenties and like did loads of fun mm-hmm. stuff and, you know, achieved a lot. But now it's like, oh, I can like, I'm not good at this shit now. You know, you've been yeah. doing things for 10 years. Like I've been making music for 11, 12 years now. And now when I do it, it's a lot easier and a lot, mm. you know, sometimes a lot more lucrative. And, you know, it's just mm. like, there's, you need to, it's all about reframing, you know, it's all about reframing, like, um, how you look at stuff. And the, the, the big thing was, so the number one thing on my list, this is what I had to deal with in my counseling <laughs> leading up to my 30th birthday was for some reason, when I was 16 or 17, um, just learning guitar and starting a band and joining bands, and, you know, playing songs and stuff. I had, I made a pact with myself that I won't be in a band when I'm 30. And it was yeah. this phrase that like stuck in my head all of my twenties. And I don't know why there was no real reason. I don't know what the fuck I was talking about back then. Um, so then when I was getting up to 30, I'm still in a band and I'm now working with various artists as well. Not, not yeah. technically in a band, but like I'm working with them as well. And there's just this nagging thing in the back of my head saying like, but you said like when you're not 30, you won't be doing this anymore. So it's really? sort of felt like when I got to my birthday, I'd have to go, yeah, no, you're right. That's it. That's the deal I made with myself. Um, and then what I realized, you know, through the counseling and kind of all this reflection that, you know, you mentioned, we, we sort of tend to do around birthdays. Um, I kind of realized that what I was actually saying was I don't want to be the 30 year old guy in like a, you know, pop punk band that plays in pubs to five people. That's what I actually meant. But I had to kind of reframe it in my mind and realize, no, the shit that I've done, you know, in mu- music's just one example. I've done a bunch of stuff in like games um yeah i've made a video game um i've made a a tabletop rpg game like i've done loads of really cool stuff but i had this like obsession of like success and like if you don't ultimately succeed like if you don't manage to do it as your only full-time job for the rest of your life then you failed you know there's no there's no like graduation to it um so yeah so i had to learn how to like properly reflect and also kind of like just yeah just see like some a lot of the stuff that i've done are really is really cool really like you know yeah. i've been very successful but you don't think you, you don't think you're successful and when you're no. turning old <laughs> we think is old you keep saying I know, old I, think, I don't think it's old you no i know no saying... i now i've learned to now realize it's not old but like it yeah. feels old coming up to it um yeah. you sort of yeah it's all about like what have i succeeded at what have i failed at yeah. um but we've I've not, I've not failed anything you know mm. no one's failed at many things you know so yeah, that was a big thing. I had to kind of fight myself on that. I had to fight younger me. Yeah. Um, so, that's, yeah. That's, that's super interesting, man, that you, you had this sort of uh, thing ingrained and you actually having to answer to it later and recently in the, lo- in the last few months as well. Yeah. That, hey, yeah. uh, younger me, rephrase it. Actually, what I meant was it was about, yeah, being seen as successful. What is success to you at 15? It was not being not playing to five people. It was playing to either 5,000 or nothing, basically. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. No, totally, yeah. And I, I almost, like, my counsellor helped me with this as well is we had to kind of, like, look at it as, you know, I'm, I'm having a conversation with that person, with, with the kid who said, you know, it's going to be lame if you're still in a band when you're 30. And I had to be like, you know, shut up, kid. You're a fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> shut up, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, so you need to kind of, because um, yeah. I think we need to have a bit of like, what's the word? Just kind of acknowledgement of how deep set seeds like that can be yeah. when we're younger. You know, we have this stupid idea that, you know, this is what success is. And you, you're only, you know, worth something if you achieve that um it's just bollocks and when you and when you're reading when you're when you're actually working through it um you're learning loads you're growing loads mm-hmm. you know through all these things and if, even through all the mistakes and you know the all the shitty stuff you've done you're still learning you're growing mm-hmm. or you should be learning and growing mm-hmm. and learning from it um so yeah it was i sort of felt like i was wrestling myself a little bit yeah 
Because I, I think the one thing to remember is that who, whose timeline are you measuring yourself against, right? That's one issue that I think everyone is just like this imaginary timeline that by X time frame you're going to own the car, you're going to have the, the, the wife or the husband or the, the baby, the, you know, and everything just happens sequentially, right? Life doesn't happen like that. I know many people who are, you know, like if, from my world of tech and entrepreneurship, right? Like some of the most successful t- uh, founders uh, are, are, are successful if you want to quote as money or selling a company or, or just doing something impactful and purposeful in their 40s and 50s and 60s. You know, uh, my dad, my dad was, uh, you know, only really successful in his 50s, actually. You know, and then he died in his 60s. So he didn't have much time to enjoy it. Like, you know, yeah. and, and that was a funny thing, you know, like, so, so it, it takes time. But, you know, everything along there, you would never say at any other point, you're, you're like not successful because it's like, like you said as well, I think one thing I've learned in the last six months, which has been very reflective for me, or the last eight months, actually, two months running up to my birthday, is also just like looking at myself and like some of the lies I would tell myself in my head uh, in my 20s. I fix those things like the, in the, the, the misbelief, the unbelief, the, anything like that, basically. And I feel like that's important when you get to a milestone like 30s, the next decade. And that's why I think it is important to acknowledge the fact that it is a big thing. Not like, oh, yeah, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. No, no, it is. It is. It's what, it is signifies the next decade. You're going to be 30 for the next, you know, uh, so many days. You're going to be just saying you're 30 something, two, three, five, ten. You know, and it's exciting, man. And, you know, yeah, like, you know, regardless of what position anyone listening to this is in, you are where you should be and your timeline, things can change so much. So much can happen in a day. So, you know, never worry yeah. that, oh, God, I'm not happy with this anyway. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so, Mish, in the chat, we need to define sex on our own terms. That is very true. And that's something I've been thinking about as well. It's like, mm. this might this might get a bit... Um, what's the word, uh, like motivational poster. But I feel like I, I had to kind of redefine success um, as, you know, success isn't achieving this massive milestone that you've set yourself, which if you're setting milestones and having dreams the right way, it's probably impossible. That's how, mm. that's how dreams work, right? Um, success is like one, each step towards that goal is a success, I think. Correct. Uh, very well, very good. Towards, yeah, getting up still and still moving towards it is a success. Um, and yeah, anyone that knows me, um, and knows my kind of journey through music in the last 10 years knows that we've had some fucking huge setbacks. We're probably the un- most unlucky band anyone's ever heard of. Whenever we tell our story, it amazes people because of wow. all the, all the horror stories you hear about the music industry, like, you know, getting shelved and suing labels and getting dropped and getting signed too many times and all this shit. It's all happened to us. Um, and like, we, we, we're still going and I need to mm. rea- realize that's a fucking massive success. Cause like mm. the, I've talked to so many people that had one of those setbacks and just packed it all in. Um, yeah. so yeah, you sort of, I, cause I see that as like, that's just, a, it's just, you know, it's a trail of failures mm. and now we're, we're here. And what it actually is, is like, no, it was a failure and you got back up again in mm. long enough to like, you know, do some stuff and then fail again. And then <laughs> like, but you're still going. It's that fucking Rocky thing, isn't it? That's on every yeah. like, you know, lad's wall. What's it? Um, it's not about how hard you can hit. It's about how hard you get hit and keep moving forward. I hate, exactly. I hate that I've just quoted Rocky, but. You, you, you literally point. just did. I, I would not expect it to. I would have thought you would have quoted some. Uh, some <laughs> I've not even uh, seen yeah. that film. I just know the quote. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's iconic, man. But but your, to your point as well, it is a lot about just, I mean, the one thing I've, again, also my, my lesson from anything is just like not stopping. Like I haven't really hit success in what I'm doing necessarily yet because like, how do you define success in what I'm doing? What is it? Millions of views? Is it millions of followers? Right. Mm. That is uh, what everyone else defines as success as well as, whereas I've like, the funny thing is like, you know, I, I was listed as uh, with the sifted, the financial times as the 20, they, were, they did a list of the 20 like top 
uh, tech influencers to follow, right? Personally, I, I never classed myself as an influencer. I was on the list, right? Like I had like then like under 2000 followers. I only have a few more than that now, right? The top person had like 4 million and it was everyone yeah. else had hundreds of thousands and tens of thousands. But where they'd succeeded in getting like societal, you know, like um, likes and followers, I guarantee you I was in the top three, three earners. Like I was oh, doing right, yeah. branded deals with, with Microsoft. I was doing the branded deals with Nestle. I was doing all, I was just very good at monetizing myself and what I was doing. I wasn't doing it for the re, you know, like monetizing reach and things like that. So it depends, you know, how do you define success? Everyone else looks at that and like, I'm the least successful of the 20, you know, influencers in the tech space. Whereas I was like, well, I mean, how do we measure success here? Like, you know, and, and not to say that it should be messaged financially, but I was like, at least network wise, I'd done the right deals with the right people and, and delivered the right kind of value that wasn't necessarily hits in hundreds of thousands and views and stuff like that. But it, but it was a different type of value add, right? You know? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. It's really, it's that whole reframing thing, you know, the, mm. my, my counselors in the chat again, um, judging every word I say, but yeah, it's the reframing <laughs> thing. We have to kind of reframe things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Things to bring up in our next session. Yeah, Jamie we'll, said we'll this, and this is just wrong. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's yeah, it's reframing it. And like you say, yeah, you know, followers wise, you're on the smallest. Income wise, you're on the highest. Um, you know, whatever whatever stick you wish to measure it on, um, I think the thing that we should all be happy with is that we're doing stuff. Mm. You know, I think everyone should be happy with the little bit of work they do and the little the little passion projects that they do. The only people that we should be, uh, I want to say shaming, maybe not publicly shaming, but are the people that don't do that. Yeah. The people that just talk about it, you know, to the people that talk about having a podcast and then give yeah. up after four episodes. Like, that's exactly like outlast people, continue it. Perseverance is key. The only difference that I've seen in like so many entrepreneurs that I met, both when I was investing and now just generally as mentoring and advising people, is that they just didn't give up. So many entrepreneurs that just didn't give up. And they're still going. And even me right now, like with what I'm doing, like I'm still making videos about the startup and tech scene after like three years of doing this. I've had hits at the beginning enough, the massive like yeah. just slop in the middle because then I was monetizing actually. So it was like literally we're doing branded content stuff. Right. So, and now I'm kind of coming back again. Right. You know, it's like, so you could see it as like unsuccessful or wave or whatever, but the bottom line is like, I haven't stopped. And I still, I still hope to believe, I hope one day, like, my competitors, when I started, were Startup TV and one other, you know, and another company. It's the startup van. Both don't do anything anymore. I'm the still, and, and you know, so one day, who knows? I might just be the only guy doing that. When the time is right, it'll come. Consumers aren't ready for it anyway. Um, but let me ask you this, Jamie. But and before I say that, hey, everyone watching, we are going to come to our sex facts because I have a list of twenty bullet points of my. To what I'm going to tell my 20 year old <laughs> self, Jamie. I know you have an agenda. I literally, I wrote this earlier. I was like, <laughs> I just got back from surfing anyway. But mate, like, what, do, have you thought about what you're, what, what are you most proud of in the last, you know, what are you, at 30, what are you most proud of? Do you have a, do you have you thought about that? I've, I've been worried about this IG Live for weeks because we decided to do it and I, I've been telling you I'm pretty sure I'm going to cry on it and mm. you're just trying to make me cry with questions. I'm like, trying to make you cry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what am I most proud of? In fact, what we just said, I'm proud that I'm still going. Um, I, you know, you have a lot of, when you work in music and, and games like I do, there's a lot of like nice comments get thrown around because people are enjoying the stuff that you're doing and that's great. They never go in, they never sink in, they bounce off me like it's really bad. I should probably work on like letting them go in some more. But mm. I, there's one thing that stuck with me, which was a couple of years ago. In fact, it was just after I'd launched this podcast. Um, in the same month that I launched this podcast, we, my band put out their debut album. Uh, so that all kind of lined up accidentally and quite nicely. And I went to the pub with some mates who I hadn't seen in a while, and they're all like, um, got very nice jobs, very proper jobs. They've all bought houses and stuff. They're all like accountants and lawyers and stuff. 
and it, and we were stood around and um, everyone was sort of doing the whole catch up thing. Like, what are you guys not to? And it's like, oh, I'm doing this with the house. I'm doing this with the job. Just got a promotion, whatever. And then it got to my bit and it went on for probably a bit too long because I was talking about the album and the podcast yeah. and all the other shit I was doing. Um, and someone said, Jamie, you're, you're just the guy that does stuff. And that really stuck with me because the whole time I was telling them about all this stuff, all I was thinking was like, quit, you got to like make it sound legit because they're talking about mm. buying houses and you're not, <laughs> you're never going to buy a house because you work in creative industries, you're not going to do it. Um, so I was like panicking and they were like, you're the guy that just does stuff. Like you say you want to do something and then you go and do it. And yeah, that is yeah. what I'm most proud of. That yeah, that stuck with me. Every day I think about that because it's like shit. Yeah, I'm 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 here panicking about all my failures and like things I haven't done and like you know how things have taken too long and whatever. And you know the song I just put out didn't get the same hits that the one before did and that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like well, at least you fucking did it. You know how many people how many people do we get stuck at? You know in a, the drunken part of the party where you're in like the kitchen chatting to someone who says like you know I used to be in a band once. Or, you yeah. know, oh, I, want to, I want to start a podcast about football or, you know, anything. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. like, that's great. And having those ideas is amazing. But go and fucking do it then. Like, go and do it. That's my, that's the thing I'm most proud of is that I just, mm. I just do stuff. And I'm still yeah. doing it. And I intend to do it for the next 10 years. I, I made a video about that once, um, which I I, I, I I was actually sitting one evening and my colleague was, was having dinner with me. And for some, somehow, and it was, bit, I was in a bit of a low moment in that week, you know, um, and somehow we stumbled upon something that I'd totally forgotten about. And, and the point I'm saying this is that I, how often, Jamie, do we, do we reflect on past achievements, right? So for example, like we, we were like chatting over dinner and then somehow I got into a conversation about the live show that I hosted. I did a live show, the first live show that I did. Um, in Oslo. And I'm talking like I planned everything. I organized everything. I hired the venue. I spent all the money and put it into it. I wrote every joke. I got the music. music. I, I put everything in there. And it sold out 400 people. And then we started to watch it. And I hadn't watched it in, in, a, in a year. And it was, and, and, and I was like, it was the most unbelievable moment. Because then I went back to like, when I did that thing, uh, that, that, that show, I left afterwards. And I was obviously on, on, an, on another level. And I was talking to my girlfriend at the time. And and I was like, I can't believe it's over. Like all this build up, all this work is towards <laughs> that. Yeah. And I was on, I was in a, you'll, you'll probably, you'll know a lot about this because you do live shows. That's just your, that's your business. Right. And I was just, I was on cloud nine and I could not believe it. And I just thought to myself, like, I haven't reflected on this past experience in, 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 in so long. And I feel like often in the, in our world of, you know, um, fast paced milestone after milestone after milestone, and um, we tend to sort of, all right, great, brilliant. Everyone's achieved that hard milestone. We worked for three months, three months to get what's the next milestone and then you forget about the fact that you just had a massive win and i'm not saying like you should just ride on that one win yeah i did a, I did a live show once you know <laughs> forever but, but it's just like i think i think we should make we should make you know points in in a monthly basis which is again i made a video about this as well about reflection to say that i think every on sundays are a good point to reflect and i'm not suggesting that you you did every sunday but try to try to get into a habit of on sundays reflecting because it's a natural day for reflection and then also past, reflect on past, uh, past achievements. And it was the, the most joyous time I had thinking about that, that show that I did once. And I, I forgot about, I forgot about. And I was in a low moment with low self-esteem. And I was like, wow, I sold out a show with 400 people. And, you know, um, so I just think, uh, yeah, think about reflecting more. everyone watching and listening to this. And uh, yeah. um, think about past yeah, achievements, yeah, not just definitely. where you're going wrong. Right. No, yeah, yeah. And obviously reflect on where you've gone wrong as well. And, and kind of, I've been talking about that a lot with my counselor at the moment. You know, yeah. 
sort of owning up to past mistakes and like you know realizing that you made a mistake and learning from them and stuff i think yeah, yeah. That, and that's as important as reflecting on the good stuff as well because yeah you're right you've just described like why this is why i think there are mental health issues in the music industry mainly um is because the whole model is yeah it's it's months years of work leading up to a moment there was there were songs on our album that came out that were four years old we'd written yeah. four years previously months of work fucking you put your blood sweat and tears in something and then it's out and it's done yeah and the day happened where we did because we we did like a big show marley's in the chat talking about mm. it um she helped us out with that as well um yeah we played a big church show we had our own lights we brought a generator to this church because we couldn't power the light show that we wanted um we were the only band that played um like it's a big fucking deal on the day that our album came out and it was like done bit of a drink next day me and marley went to a museum and it was like back to normal and, it was yeah. like, and you're like done and then yeah. and that's the thing with music the way the music industry works is once you drop an album it's like right better go fucking write some more then like you've just spent your entire like life creativity you know juice uh <laughs> putting it into this one thing and it's like well you've, yeah that's but that's out now so you know yeah yeah but that's your last album what's what's now it's your last album not your next album it's yeah. your last album <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Jesus, we should make current a... albums a thing yeah so yeah no i totally get you yeah and and you need to stop and realize, you know, some of the things you've done, massive or small. You know, we're, we're talking about our biggest things right now. But like shit, like I, I've been going counseling every week for four years. Mm. I don't really reflect on that much. I probably fucking should because that's a that's a massive achievement. You know, I yeah, think it's, it's amazing. Little, little things. You've, normal, you've normalized that for me, by the way. You've, you really have normalized that to me. And like, I know I know people who are very close to me who you've normalized that for them. And now they've taken action. And I just think that's really I really admire you for that, Jamie, because I think that's so cool because like. I, uh, you know, I've, I, as I've said, I'm, I'm on the cusp of actually going down that route too, but I've done some kind of performance coaching and all this kind of stuff beforehand. However, um, yeah, when you look at it from your perspective, you're making it seem so accessible and so normal. And, you know, and that's the thing I think, you know, the, the issue, and I, I want to talk a little bit later as well about this kind of thing with sex as well, is that um, because you don't have any understanding um, or recognition of it, it's it's like th those are those people i'm normal and you know but those oh you know those people <laughs> go to to these to, to like you know counseling or, or whatever yeah. and and i don't want to acknowledge that you're like almost lying to yourself too because you also probably know that that's not true but you know the second you know so you use that as a defense mechanism yeah anyway yeah totally yeah that that yeah there you go that was the closest i got to crying right there um, oh really yeah because so close let's yeah no let's talk about something else <laughs> yeah, yeah so sex counting is a big thing yeah, let's, talk about sex. let's talk about sex this is supposed to be a sex podcast and it always it was fucking mental health <laughs> i know every time jamie yeah <laughs> but they're connected yeah. jamie they're connected as you they're know connected. as we all know and that's so what i've got before we go into your facts yeah they yeah. are connected they are connected they're intrinsically connected so before we go into your facts i had one funny thing that i wanted to say uh, I was trying to make a list of things that the whole, like, you know, telling your 20 year old self and things that I do differently now from 20 year old Jamie to 30 year old me. Yeah. So obviously I won't go on about this for too long because I've gone about it all over the podcast. Anyone that knows this podcast, you know about this, but yeah, I have a history of sex addiction. Um, and that all stemmed from me needing validation. So the one thing I would say to my 20 year old self is that there are nicer ways to get, uh, validation that aren't sex. It's not all about mm. chasing the hot girls. But still chase the hot girls because they're also fun and, and you get loads of validation. That's good. <laughs> Enjoy the process. Find other ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's one. And the second thing is, um, not something I would say to my 20 year old self, but something I've noticed myself doing in the, last, in the recent weeks is I now don't go to the incognito tab to watch porn. I just open it up. <laughs> 
dude, I'm just like, dude. I'm a grown ass man. I can watch porn. Fuck you if you look through my browser history and see that I'm watching porn. I'm so glad you said that. I totally forgot to mention that. And I've thought about that recently because you know what I do when I go to watch porn? Like still, like only until recently, I would get my other computer out. Like the one <laughs> I don't use. And then, and then actually now, never seriously, like, and, then, and, and even now on my, you know, my, my normal computer, I, I go, I, I never use Safari. I always use Chrome. I use yeah. Safari for porn. Like, cause they're like, <laughs> well, you know, no one will ever search this thing. So, but it's so true. And I, like, and I, yeah, I was going to make a point about that later as well. Like sort of the, the fact that, um, you know, we need to change the stigma around that. But okay, before we move on, I want to ask you one thing. So just for everyone's fun and context, right? Um, tell me, uh, describe, pick, like, so I want to, I want to see, I want to visualize who is 20 year old Jamie. What is he wearing? You know, what is he, is he, what is his Mate, attitude? Who is 20 year old Jamie? You can just fucking Google me. For one, I, I, I had a massive like emo fringe all over my okay. face. Black hair. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It was, was like it this. Black, black hair. It wasn't black. Okay. It wasn't quite black, but yeah. You I'm never dyed your hair. Now. If you Google Jamie Finjanovay, you'll just see me as 20 years <laughs> old. Um, yeah, and uh, very, very skinny. Where Everyone yeah. used to say that I look sick, and I was like, I don't look sick. I'm, I'm really skinny. I look good. Um, and now I've put on a bit of weight, and I've grown out a bit, and I look back at old pictures of me, I'm like, oh, my God, I look malnourished. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, so, what else do I look like? I used okay, to wear so, yeah, like so, wristbands. I used to wear like fifty wristbands as well, because like really music cool. event ones. Yeah, not like the live, live, not live strong and the other ones. Remember those? No, the no, other no, ones? no. <laughs> I had said yeah, you did yeah. that. Yeah, no, not those. Like yeah, festival bands. Um, yeah, yeah it was really cool. Okay, uh, all right. And, and your attitude? <laughs> you had a piercing there. Yeah, lip piercing. Yeah. Do you have any tattoos? I know you have the one there. Do you? Have... Yeah, I've got one on my foot. Uh, which I won't. Will I get it out? Uh, get it you can't text it from foot pictures on this, but get it out. There you go. I love how I you're also barefoot right now. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, I'm I am too, right but uh, but uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, cool. So I'm picturing 20 year old Jamie. Uh, was he? If I if I walked up to 20 year old Jamie, uh, either now or at 20 year old Matt, would he be like fuck off? Or what would he be like? Fuck no, fuck off, you wouldn't. What do you mean? You wouldn't walk up to him. He wouldn't go anywhere near strangers. <laughs> I was okay. so anxious and riddled with wow. like panic attacks and anxiety. Yeah, I, that's another thing as well. I wouldn't. I 20 year old Jamie wasn't on buses or trains. He was too scared. Um, I had uh, yeah. really bad um, like panic attacks uh, on public okay. transport. So I had to get loads of counselling for that. Um, yeah. And now I go on fucking tubes like it's nothing. Mate, it's easy. It's I go easy. on planes sometimes. I fucking hate them. But sometimes I go on G- planes. Really? Okay. Yeah. Didn't know that. Interesting. Okay, yeah. cool. Now we picture Jamie at 20. <laughs> All right. Um, I was trying to, just to, for context, Matt at 20. Uh, okay, so Matt at 20, yeah, he, was, he was at university. He, he definitely thought he was like God's gift to the world a little bit. <laughs> you know, he definitely thought he was a bit cool. Um, he'd, he'd like, he'd learned about a gym. So he was definitely like trying to be a beefcake at the time. You know, um, he, he was definitely wearing a lot of, um, like Sandro and European brands trying to be a bit like Parisian and cool. And so, you know, <laughs> he liked his fashion. Uh, you know, yeah, I definitely, I definitely lived the stereotype at 20 of being a public school boy. Um, uh, you know, in Bristol, at uni, um, <laughs> when I was 20, I would have been at Bristol at uni, I think. Yeah, 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 18 to 21, right? So, yeah, driving a Mini Cooper. <laughs> nice. <laughs> doing all of that stuff. Actually, my sister's Mini Cooper, actually. But, um, nice. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And I yeah. think I definitely, um, I've always been a very, um, uh, there's a really great Norwegian term. We didn't have the term in English for it, but like a very sort of like, I, I, I you know, I, 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 I'm a good boy. Good boy. A good boy. What a does that mean? Boy. 
I don't know. There's a Norwegian term for it, which is, describes it. It's like it basically just means that you're sort of like a mum, um, um, a, a, a friend's mother's bit. Like, oh, that's you should, you should hang out oh, with that kid. Oh, you know, like, oh, he's yeah. just there. He's he always helps and cleans up, and he's always yeah. polite and all that kind of stuff. And <laughs> and you know, yeah. Anyway, a bit sickly, probably. To to yeah. yeah. Do you think we oh, would have been friends at 20 years old? Probably would have gone, yeah. You weren't playing rugby yeah. then, were you? So uh, I'd given up then because of the uh, because the thing we won't talk about today. <laughs> Every, we always find a way to bring in your we ball story. We always find a way yeah, to bring no, in my... We won't do this time. Yeah. yeah, I'm desperately trying to... I'm looking off camera because I'm trying to find this picture. There's this one picture that sums up 20-year-old Jamie perfectly. And nice. I will find it. So, yeah, okay. sorry. I'm not ignoring you. But uh, mm. All right, mm. so what's these, what's these 20 facts you brought along then? All right. So, now we get to the meat. Uh, Julia, ball story. Ball story. <laughs> we want the ball story. Uh, but hey, I'll tell you a fun fact. Actually, like you know, just before I jump into that, while you're searching as well, like I love that you know all of the stuff that we've been doing recently. Um, and, and Jamie, you know, one thing I hope you you should be proud of, not that it's something you should be proud of, but I, I I'm so grateful for having met you and and you bringing me into this world. And and uh, you know, like literally, what I, I look to look forward to a lot of nice things in the week. But this is one of the things I really look forward to in the week. Oh, Thursday nice. night, I'm I'm you know like. Someone could throw a very amazing plan at me. I'm like, sorry, can't do it. <laughs> you know, do my sex talk to Jamie and uh, and meeting Hannah as well. Anyway, so I'm very grateful, mate, for that. So um, yeah, I know no, you made yeah, many it's, people it's really, happy. It's really nice to, like, yeah. not that we won't go too deep here, but, like, I've always struggled with, like, friends and, you know, mm. uh, talking to people on, like, a friend level, uh, partly because of the sex addiction stuff, you know, it's, it's led to me not really pursuing friendships as much as I should have. So I'm really bad at it. Mm. Um, I probably am, like, a 20-year-old mentality when it comes to talking to friends. But um, yeah, talking to you is really, really fucking easy. I don't have to think mm. about it. Like we just show up on these calls and like just, just talk about our dicks. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> no ball story. Okay. Anyway, yeah, my, my, yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyway, so uh, okay, cool. I got twenty points there. Um, should I just right. list them one by one, and then we can talk yeah, about them on. or not? Let's yeah, discuss, let's okay. discuss each one if we need to. Yeah, go on. So Matt, tw at twenty years old, Matt and Jamie, um, you're worried about whether when you ejaculate as a man through your penis. Um, it squirts out or it splutters. Um, <laughs> dude, don't worry. There is n neither is normal nor crazy. Like it, it is simply down to build up and there's no biological issues there and like that. You're good. All right. I think that's nice. an important one because yeah. I didn't know. Uh, yeah. I did 20, 20 year old Jamie squirted quite reliably. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And I, yeah. So I would say it doesn't last forever. Enjoy it while it's there. <laughs> Eventually <laughs> there you'll be a splutter and that's okay too. Exactly. And yeah, yeah that's the thing. Cause I, I, I didn't know and I didn't even want to ask my friends, do you, do you, you know, because I didn't know. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. Oh yeah. So, I mean, again, obviously this is something which is very hard to tell a 20 year old, but don't have a wank to get it over with. Like just don't go, you know, they're done. Right. Like le uh, learn what part of your cock likes what, like, so we you know you've said <laughs> mid shaft me, it's bell, but actually I tested it the other day, by the way. And mid shaft. Did you, did you think that about bad? Me? I did think about you. <laughs> of course. I was like, uh, wait, I was like, let me stop thinking about him for a second. I was like, I'll get yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, that's uh, interesting. <laughs> so you tried out mid shaft and, and I tried it, it out. It wasn't right. It wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like, oh my God. But it was like, wow, I didn't, I thought nothing. But actually I, I had to apply a bit of pressure um, yeah. and, and that worked. Which leads me on to my next point. Um, I found quickly before on the next point. I found the, it, the 20 year old me, by the way. Oh, amazing. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. The you, are, you, do yeah, you do look yeah. skinny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at that arm. Look at that arm. Wow. Look at that arm. Yeah. 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 Mm. So yeah, two right love in her arms. If any emos are in the chat, tell me that you remember that t-shirt brand, please. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Carry on. No, no, no. Th third point. 
Um, tight grip versus light grip. Now, I think we're both good examples of this, right? Because tight grip, a, 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 a vagina, not a vulva, but a vagina, if your penis is in a vagina, is not tight like a tight grip of a hand. So mm. maybe if you're only masturbating with an extremely tight grip, you might struggle with delayed ejaculation when you actually have sex with a vagina with a woman. Um, because, you know, Don't it's like not... point for me there. <laughs> you literally like, like delayed ejaculation, like this motherfucker. This guy, this guy. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it's not, it's not like you've never mentioned it. Um, <laughs> um, and then, and then same thing, you know, it's like tight versus light grip, you know, like, so, so, you know, I just want to, Hey mate, just think about this. Like, you know, think about, don't like train yourself to only be able to come with like a really tight grip and, and that's yeah. not real. That's not, uh, vaginas is, aren't that tight. Yeah. Is lube on your list? No, it's not on my list actually. No. All right, cool. So uh, to add to that then, this was one of mine um, when you got me thinking about it. Also ties in very nicely with this week's episode of Let's Talk West Sex Jamie, where we do, uh, we've got a new episode, new kind of episode, what are we calling it? New series? I don't know. Vanilla Chats. I think you um, called it a, what did you call it? A capsule series? I forget what you called it. Uh, Anyway, it's great. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, um, Let's Talk About Sex Jamie's are every other week and now we have Vanilla Chats which are every other week in between uh, where it's Matt and I talking about various things a bit like this really it's basically this Um, and yeah and in that we talk about luby wanks uh, and how Matt you always use lube or some kind of lubricant when you when you masturbate and I haven't like I've only used it like five times probably in my life Um, four of those times being since I've known you because you made me try it Um, so yeah I would I would recommend that to my 20 year old self. People like, hey, try this sometimes because yeah, I I struggle with yeah desensitization and delayed orgasms now in my 30s. Oh my god, in my 30s. That's in my sure. 30s, you said it. Oh. You said it. Two days in, three days in. No, four Fuck. days in. Sorry. <laughs> Fuck. Wow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, try that. Try some lube, mate. Mm. Do there it. You go. Yeah. Good shout. Brilliant. And feel free to jump in and mix your points up with mine if you like. Um, uh, next one I had. Uh, okay. Um, and I thought maybe this should be our thumbnail for tomorrow, our post for tomorrow, but um, is, is, is uh, sex, uh, what did I write it now? Se- your sex life is a lifetime of sex, so treat it as a hobby. You know, you, you, you know we, 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 I don't know how much, I've never done any, like, you know, only obviously recently, of course, but looking at my, my sex life and then all, all these types of things and, and, okay, how can I improve, where can I improve, uh, you know, and realize that actually in my 30s, in my 40s, in my 50s, it's going to evolve and it's going to be different. So like actually also recognizing what things can I do now that I might not be able to do later? What things should I try now that I might not be able to try later? You know, just having a bit of a kind of a meta thought around the whole thing that I want to have uh, sex as a hobby. Yes, Ruth, I got that from you. Thank you, Ruth. Um, I think because, you know, we all have hobbies. I don't know, Jamie, what do you have a hobby outside of everything that you do? Is this your hobby? I'm one of those awful people that turn their hobbies into jobs. So no, yeah, yeah. I ruin all my hobbies yeah. by monetizing them. <laughs> in the same boat, man, in the same boat, you know, like, yeah. um, and, but like, I, I, I quite like natural wine, you know, and I, what my point was this, like, this is a hobby right now, but it, I don't know, maybe it won't be a hobby in six months or a year's time, right? But sex is something that we are all going to have, God willing, touch toy, 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 touch wood, for, for our whole lives, as long as it'll be, our bodies will allow it, our minds will allow it, so, you know, treat it as a hobby. It's like, actually, it's the one hobby that you didn't choose. You want biologically by, by, by you know, by hormones, by pheromones that you don't see as a hobby. So look at it as a hobby and treat it as that. And actually, I think, you know, that'll be, that'll do, do you a lot of good uh, throughout your life. 
Um, yeah, so that's that's yeah, that's one of my favorite things you've you've come up with. Uh, the whole like yeah, sex life, you know, em- emphasis on the life part. It's going to last you a lifetime. So yeah, get clued up about it. You know, um, mm. you know, yeah, invest time into it and try different things and all that stuff because yeah, it, it, and it, and it comes in waves. You know, you're going to mm. do this. Your sex life is going to change a lot, um, as mm. does your body and you know and your wants and desires and stuff. So yeah, totally. Um, I I twenty year old me definitely saw it as a hobby. I can remember saying that quite a lot. Wow. Um, okay. But I think that, like I said before, you know, I saw playing guitar as a hobby, made it a fucking job and <laughs> drained all the fun out of it. I saw talking about sex as a hobby. Now I fucking have this thing. Uh, you know, games, I've made games. So like, I, I, yeah. I have a really toxic part of myself where I turn hobbies into like, not jobs, but like, you know, I get really obsessed with them. And I think that was my downfall with, you know, sex, going into a sex addiction and stuff. I was like, yeah, this is a hobby. And I saw it as like, so that means it's something I can practice and get really good at. Um, yeah. Whereas I didn't, I didn't stop and enjoy it, you know? Um, so yeah, that's something. Yeah. You got that's a, point, a really like, interesting point. You know, but you also, what you said there is really interesting because, you know, um, I, I personally, I think it's really awesome that someone who I, I admire anyone, whatever it is that they're doing, you know, whether it's making like benches or tables or chairs or making wine or, or making tech companies or making movies or whatever it is, right? Like if you make something you're passionate about your profession, you've won it life. You're doing something every single day. Um, but obviously I could also see the point, like, you know, to use a metaphor, if you're, you're being so good at it, um, you know, it's like a doctor becoming a doctor to like get access to morphine, you know, like, it's a sort of, <laughs> you're, you're doing, you're doing it to sort of like become better, good at it, not actually enjoy it. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, but that's a good point. So obviously there's a fine balance with everything. And like, uh, never, well, one of my friend's fathers always said this beautiful comment. I did a post about it the other day as well. And um, never let the best become the enemy of good. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's it. like, it's basically a metaphor for moderation. So like never let the yeah. best things in life. So like, this is this could be the you, natural wine could be the best thing in life, but if I drink it every single day, it can become the enemy of good, because it's not good to drink natural wine every single all day every day. But yeah. if you know, if I just enjoy it, and same thing for sex, if you just you know, like in your case, as a sex addict or as a drug addict, I mean, yeah, you can do drugs recreationally once a year, twice a year, if you know, but but that's do some MD at a rave. Like I'm not condoning drug use or anything like that. I'm just saying that some people can you can do that. Uh, yeah. but it, it, it's not the enemy of good then, but if you do it every single weekend and make it part of your kind of like, you know, uh, habit, then it becomes the enemy of good. It becomes bad. Yeah, mm. totally. No, no, I get that. And I think the reflection point we made at the start of this is, is, is powerful in that regard, because if you're reflecting on your recent goodness, then mm. I think it, it comes, it hits you again, you know, get another hit of it and you, you sort of remember like, you know, how good it was and, and something that mm. like when I'm, when I'm working with younger artists in music now, I make a big point to enjoy it, like fucking mm. enjoy it while I see it. Cause I didn't, I was, I was racing through it. And like, if I look back on my time, you know, I say it like it's over, I'm still fucking doing it. But yeah. <laughs> I look back on the last I look 10, back in those days. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm literally playing a show in like a few weeks. Um, yeah. so yeah, if I look back, um, and I, I was, I was like, right, play the show on to the next one, play the show on to the next one. I didn't stop and be like, fucking up, man. These shows are sick. Like we're playing, we're playing at other countries. Like yeah. we're playing to a lot of people here. Like you don't stop and like, people came to the end. venue out of choice, Jamie, they bought yeah. a ticket yeah. out of choice. No one had yeah. a gun to their head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you need Amazing, to man. just shut the fuck up and, and enjoy it while it's there. You know, it doesn't doesn't make you any like less cool, which yeah. I definitely thought it did. I thought if I was like too excited and enjoying things too much, I wasn't as cool. Um, I thought it was yeah. cool to like view it as a job and treat it as a job. It's not nonchalant. Cool. And, yeah. yeah, 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 
yeah, yeah. It's, that's not cool but it just means I'm um, fucking miserable um, so yeah yeah. stop and smell the roses <laughs> just want to give a wave to Armando who just joined what's up buddy love that guy Hello. I'm going to give him a digital wave there we go Let's give him that. a digital oh you could do that oh yeah yeah amazing yeah 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 um, so uh, shall I keep going or do you want to get you want to you want to yeah, yeah, you got some points Next one. All right. Okay. So um, compliment her vulva and vagina. Um, I think, and, and the reason I'm saying this, Jamie, not because Ruth said this in her talk, which was great, was because I, I, I tend to be, I, I'm quite a complimentary, hey, hey, I'm going to go the hey boys now. I, I tend to be quite a complimentary person anyway. I think I'm quite good at giving compliments and, and not fake compliments, but genuine compliments, right? I think I've always been quite good at yeah. that, right? I believe that's a gentlemanly thing to do, um, to notice and be aware of things, right? So make someone feel comfortable. But one thing that I thought about was that, um, yes, complimenting her, but like how many compliments? Have, I mean, like, I, I know we, we both think we have pretty penises and we've been told that before. Like I've been told, I, I, you know, pretty penis. I know you've been told the same, but like still I've had like a handful of comments in my entire life. I've also been in relationships a long time. So I maybe haven't as many partners as you or many as many chances for people to say that you have a pretty penis, Matt. But so I thought, well, I'm going to flip it on its head, you know? Uh, instead of me just sort of like, why don't girls compliment guys and make them feel more comfortable? Even if, you know, even if they're like, it doesn't come natural to them, they should remember to compliment guys. Maybe if we saw a wave of guys complimenting women's vulvas and vaginas that wouldn't normally have done, but have sort of been aware to that now, it'll, it'll come full circle. And then all of a sudden, we'll just push this good positivity out there and more guys will be saying, hey, you have a very beautiful vagina, uh, vulva, etc." And then in time through the hitting the threshold of, of, of some <laughs> set of society, it'll all of a sudden girls will go, hey, you know what? I've had a lot of compliments lately, but I'm, I'm going to give some. And then they start to give some guys some compliments about their penises because I definitely struggled with like, I, you know, is it big enough? Is it, is it wide enough? Is it everything enough? Uh, I definitely struggled with that for like a long time, especially in relationships until recently, until in a very kind of low stakes sexual encounter, I said, Hey, um, I mean, be honest with me, like, how's my size? And she was like, you know, bear in mind, I've never had a complaint either. So that kind of made me feel like, okay, well, obviously no one's saying anything. Um, I, like I wouldn't hope they would A low stakes sexual encounter, a low stakes one and a high stakes well, one. <laughs> so do you, know, do you know what a high stakes one is? I've got a feeling, but go on, tell me. It's, when you're in a relationship with someone, uh, especially in a monogamous, monogamous relationship, and you're like, you know, committed to this person, you're having regular sex, obviously, in your long-term relationship. And then all of a sudden you're saying, Hey, how am I? They're like, yeah, uh, you know, it's okay. Or like, you know, you're like all of a sudden, oh my God, every guy she's ever had sex with is way bigger than me and she's unsatisfied. And anytime that I won't get her there, it's because I'm too small or something. I feel like that could be some negative self-fulfilling uh, prophecy, at least for me. And I, and I came over that hurdle recently when I realized actually, you know what? I'm actually, I'm totally, I'm, I'm great. I'm good. I'm not like, I don't think I'm a monster. I'm not going to work in porn. Not that I necessarily want to or nothing against that, but you know, it's a sort of like, it was nice for me to realize that, you know what, I feel confident about my penis so much so that I believe I would go naked in the toilet now in the showers, which I'd never do before. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And I would do it now. And I get yeah. it. Anyway, so, we yeah. had a lot of cool there's, comments there. Yeah. Do it, of, do it. There's a lot of women in the, in the chat. Telling Love us, you guys. Like, you seem to have you've struck a nerve here. So yeah, quickly before I read those out, you're right. I've received a fair amount of compliments about my penis. I'm mm. not sure I've ever complimented a vulva or a vagina. Not really. Not like, yeah, maybe it's something I need to change. It's a good point you raised there. Mm. So yeah, Marley, uh, compliments surrounding sex and sex life is so tabooed. It's not talked about really, is it? I remember mm. getting complimented on different body parts and it was a very positive experience. And not only that, it raised the attraction pre and after sex. Um, mm. Sex positivity and body positivity go hand in hand. Yeah, mm. totally. 
Yeah, that's super interesting. But um, mm. I guess it, almost like it's it's so left of field that it's quite hot. <laughs> like someone yeah. saying that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, Ruth Ramsey, yes! We all need to realise it's fine. We don't necessarily look like genitals in porn and show appreciation for what we have. Yeah, totally. Yeah, um, yeah Sierra, we, brackets girls, think the same things. Um, mm. Yeah, there you go. Hannah was literally typing the same. Yeah, so, <laughs> wow, you struck a chord there. Um, I'm going to start complimenting vulvas and vaginas. Yeah. Yeah. All right, nice. There you go. Let's t- there's there a nice takeaway for me today. Yeah. All right. What's next on your list? Uh, are you sure? I mean, I, I feel like I'm hijacking your lovely day, mate. This is, but we're going to go hey, for ninety minutes, by the way. I like, thought I'm, I'm this not, was going to be. I thought this was going to be an hour of you talking to me and trying to make me cry. I'm just glad this is it instead. So let's do this. Let's go through your list. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Ju. I saw a nice, lovely comment there. So, um, all right, we're going to go through my list still. Um, yeah. So bear in mind, everyone, if you just joined in, we're uh, Jamie and I at thirty. <gasps> are telling our 20-year-old selves, his emo Jamie, my slightly arrogant uh, <laughs> French clothing brand wearing... Uh, you need to UV, find a picture you know. of you at 20 now. I, I could definitely do but I'm on my we'll phone, so I need to, I'll send it to you. We'll post it in the comments. Well, I don't know how we'll do it. We'll, we'll post we'll, it. We'll, 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 we'll post it. Yeah, we could do that, actually. We'll do a follow-up. Anyway, okay, so, uh, hey, 20-year-old Matt, only 30% of women can come from penetration only. I don't know about you, Jamie, but I only discovered that uh, the clitoris was a thing um in 2017 really mm, okay so not that long ago because actually I, i'll tell you what like you know, the funny thing is my first oh okay i'll be careful here I, I, one of my first encounters sexually um had no problem uh just like penetration like no problem and actually didn't even like clitoral stimulation so i was sort of like my first experiences were all very like yeah it is true Porn is true, uh, you know, which is obviously not the 70% that I've been with since, you know, so, so that was quite a funny one. So I just want to tell my 20 year old self, I think you should know that mate, that, Hey, um, there's a thing called a clitoris. It's in the vulva at the top there. There's a hood, get, get, get going mate. And, uh, you know, and, and, and discover how to work with it. Right. I think that's yeah, a fair so point. Think, Would you agree? On that, I, I was quite lucky in that my, my very early like porn exploration days, um, I found a load of, um, almost tutorial videos, which we've spoken about this before, right? The one about yeah. how, to make, how to make girls squirt and stuff. But I watched a bunch of videos yeah. like on, on porn sites that were like, you know, how to make a girl come. And I was looking at it for the wrong reasons. I was like, oh, if I do this, you know, I'll get loads of sex because I'll be really good at it. Do you know what I mean? Um, which is also a happy side effect, but like maybe not the reason you should be exploring it in particular. But yeah, so I was quite lucky with that and, and found that very early on. But yeah, mm. similarly, what I would say I'd twist that when talking to my 20 year old self i'd say it's it's not all about that don't yep. make it like it's not it's not a scoreboard you know it's not like a, oh you made her come three times she makes you come one like that's a good score um mm. just yeah it, it ha- if it happens it happens you don't need to put so much pressure on it you know i love that you said the scoreboard thing i've told i can totally relate to that i've definitely had that yet she came twice she came three times and yeah. can i can i ask you a question as well and you know how many times have you not made a girl come helped a girl come well, like in total. Yeah, I mean, like, but seriously, like, have, have you? I mean, because we're talking about the scoreboard type thing, you know, like, is it, is it, is it something um, that that you used to like have a tally of, and then obviously you realise that it's, it's. Yeah, well, you know what, right? So, <laughs> I, I can I'll answer it slightly differently. So, I know that there is like I've put in maximum effort to make mm. a girl come once, 
make to help a girl come once. Sorry, guys, we're still trying to train ourselves to stop taking. Train, yeah, stop, stop saying make make her come. Um, yeah. And there was a girl that I was with who would have come thirty plus times with me doing minimal effort, um, mm. which I think just highlights it's got basically nothing to do with like skill or like you know oh my dick's so big it's just about like how bodies click together half the mm. time um mm. and i genuinely think that because yeah i've been with people that that um can come really easily when we have sex and i'm not doing anything and then there are others that it takes me ages and i, I have to really break a sweat and like try hard to help someone, <laughs> yeah. help someone come once and then we like give yeah. up um yeah. and i think i really do think like as someone who's had like i've had more than the average amount of sex you know in a bad way, I think, because of the addiction mm. stuff. I'm not proud of that. Um, but I definitely, from someone with that much experience, I think it's not really got anything to do with skill level. There's a few things you mm. need to know. You know, you need to be able to read people and, you know, know when to stop and when to go harder and, you know, a few know a few tricks. Everyone can have a few tricks. That's okay. We've all got our, yeah. all got, all got our, all got our moves. Um, but we need to, like, not worry about it too much. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes yeah. it's, just, it's just bodies clicking the right way, you know? Mm. Um, exactly. So, yeah. so yeah, sorry, we didn't quite answer the question properly, but no, no. But the, re the reason I wanted to kind of emphasize that point as well is like, like we said already about the fact that you know, um, and we want to make this point to our twenty-year-old selves. Like, you don't make a girl come; you help her reach an orgasm. Um, yeah. And and there, obviously, it's, it's a lot about the connection. But also, guys, at twenty years old, both of us. It's not about making her come. I, I I know I've seen a lot of posts recently in the sex positivity community about the the orgasm gap. You know, um, the sort of guys reach uh, orgasm 93% of the time and women eat, reach it like you know, whatever it was, 65% uh, of the time or whatever. So I'm not getting onto that topic. I don't want to bring up that conversation. All I want to make a point about is that like I uh, had the delivery boy syndrome, which was that it was the goal was to make a come by any means possible. And I was not I hadn't you know, I, I was an unaccomplished sexual partner until i reached that right so i foregoed any enjoyment you fail. Myself. if you don't do that you fail yeah you fail exactly and even in you know long-term relationships when i was like we would have sex and, and that's the thing like I, and i thought of something recently which was like you know if you have like a one-night stand or just a, a, a one-off sexual encounter and it doesn't go to plan and she doesn't come or you come or you know too early or whatever it might be right at the end of the story and at the end of it i was like don't judge me. I also like feel like, do women know this? Um, and maybe women think the same. I'd be curious if any um, ladies in the comments want to say, but I was like, don't judge me by my, um, don't judge me by the one night we had together, you know, because I believe that over a hundred nights together, I would, you know, I would please you uh, 90 plus tight nights in a row or not in a row, but like, but don't judge me for that one night. Cause I, you know, you always worry that like, Oh, I hooked up with this girl. And like, I remember I had like a new year's thing and it was a friend's oldest sister and a friend of hers. And we hooked up and I couldn't get it up. And like, I never can't get it up. It was like, there was one time I couldn't get it up and I don't know why it was, it was new year's party. It was alcohol and it just didn't work. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then it was like, they were, they were joking about it. And even his sister confronted me about, Oh yeah, I heard you couldn't get it up. And I was like, Oh my God, she's going to judge me for the rest of my life as the guy who couldn't get it up. Well, and yeah. so that wasn't drained in my mind. Um, anyway, huh, just, um, <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah. Anyway, reminding for taking me back. I'm going to cry soon, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, man. Cry with me, Matt. Cry with me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Marley. Oh my God. Bodies clicking the right way and helping reach an orgasm. Crazy on point. Orgasms are not necessarily the climax. Yeah, exactly. And it's really hard to retrain ourselves because I'm still in that mindset. Like if I, mm. If I have a hookup and, and the and the girl doesn't come, I do I still feel like a failure. Even though I'm yeah. fucking Mr. Sex Positivity with podcasts. <laughs> like it's still it's still in there. Like it's, I'm still fucking 
you know, a guy who was brought up with all this like lad culture around him. You know, mm. and if you don't make a girl, if you don't make a girl come with your massive dick, then you're a, you're a like failure. Um, yeah, so it's hard, but uh, we're slowly learning. Exactly. And there's a great comment there by Marley as well about sort of the, um, uh, you know, the orgasm, you know, as, as the goal always, you know, the kind of, that's always the, that's always the end, end, end result. And that reminds me to remind my 20 year old self, Jamie, and yours too, to say, hey, sex isn't intercourse. Sex is, uh, you know, expand our understanding of sex because, you know, like I could get into bed with a girl and I'm more likely actually make her reach orgasm and help her reach a sister in reaching an orgasm through oral or through everything else. And then, but if I go in there guns blazing and it's all penetration, you know, like actually that reduces my chances of actually reaching this foreseen goal of ours. Right. So I think that's another thing, which I'm adding another note. I'm adding notes, by the way, this is terrible, man. I'm adding notes. as we're going. Man. It's going to be never ending. All right, let's keep going, Jamie. It's four hours in. Uh, we're going to do a kind of, uh, yeah. so, um, expand, um, sex uh, okay cool all right next one um the sex discrepancy this is a major one for me in relationships talking about the relationships angle that when i was younger i used to definitely see um that i felt that i was the one who needed sex and wanted sex more and then i would you know really let that affect our relationship and we would have issues and fights about it and i would you know kind of and i, and I would always be like oh but you know i it's like i would do anything for you but you don't do anything for me and I, you know i'm not even asking but I, if you asked i would and we're not meeting each other in terms of uh, expectation. And I, and I, and anyway, I feel like we should have an understanding of the thing called the sex discrepancy that it doesn't mean that the individual feels anything less than you, but some people, and it can be the role reversal too. women want it more than men. Um, and I think that's a really important thing to understand that that is just biology and human nature, men and women, women and men um, about the sex discrepancy. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think 20 year old me would have, really benefited from knowing about love languages and what what our love language is um because yeah i was really worried that i was in a i was in a like relationships um with with people that i loved and they were very sex heavy at the start and then as they as they you know went on the sex kind of left the relationship and my desire dropped and it's because i'd switched into my love language and and my love language is quality time um, yeah. and it's not physical at all um, so yeah and I, I worry about that I still do but I worried about it a lot more when I was 20 and I think I would I would leave relationships because I thought oh you know this sex discrepancy I mean I don't want to have sex anymore which must mean I don't want to be with them anymore so I should leave and I did that mm -hmm. to like three relationships four relationships in my in my 20s um, when actually there was more going on you know than that so yeah that's why I'd say it's my stupid 20 year old self <laughs> <laughs> little emo Jamie <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah oh my god i would i, I wish i wish we met when we were 20 that would be funny i think uh, I hate it, i'll be honest yeah yeah, yeah probably probably but i i, I probably want to talk too much pretty well. boy uh, like a rich kid school i was proper like southeast london that was before i uh, learned to talk proper <laughs> i would hate you would have called me you would have called me out straight away you would and i and i would have i would have but i you know i would have equally been as you know uh you know uh, i would have had the similar response in in in, in, in the way that you would expect as well you know like in, in yeah. sort of yeah yeah but hey, but also like, let's acknowledge that fact. Like, wow, look at us today, man. Like how, how have we grown as people? And yeah, uh, well, yeah my, my big thing, sorry to cut in, my big thing there mm. actually just triggered a memory for me is, so I, 20 year old B was scared to go on buses and trains and tubes and stuff. And part of my counseling was, um, I had to, it was like exposure therapy. I had to get on a bus a few stops and then that was it. That was my like goal for the week. Um, and basically it ended up with me going like halfway to central London from where I lived in Greenwich. 
um, halfway to central London and then I'd be like so far in I'd be like well it's a waste of a day for me to just turn around and go back out so I'd walk around London and I remember walking past a pub which I can't remember the name of but everyone everyone will know it. it's by the Tate and it's on the South Bank um, I used to walk past there and I'd see all these people in suits drinking after work and stuff and I was like man one day I'll have a proper job and I'll, uh, I'll have drinks after work at that pub <laughs> and um, I obviously got over all my anxiety and enough to like go and do you know live a normal life and get on buses and trains and stuff and then uh, yeah I did I went there I had my first drink there like after I sort of conquered it and like no way. Could, could go and buy my own drink and stuff I went and sat on my own uh, and had a pint there um, so yeah I can't remember what the point that was, but it was that was a thing that I remembered. I, I, all I was thinking about while you were saying that was that I, I'm just yeah, I'm increasingly impressed by the fact that you 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 have these specific goals and things in mind, and you and you always do them, and you'll achieve them, you know. And and like and, and part of that goal is you know you, when you thought of it when you were that age or whatever it was, oh, one day I'll go and have a pint there. But then you did it. You actually went and had a pint there by yourself. I like that. I, I, I uh, symbolism. I can, I symbolism is really important. Like mm. I think. I guess I'm, I fall on the side of creative, so I like a bit of symbolism. Um, mm. And yeah, stuff like that is, is really important to me. I think, I think more people should do it because, um, you know, it's not enough to kind of uh, say like, oh yeah, you know, generally I'll go have a, I'll have a pint when, I'm, when my anxiety is gone. I said, no, go and fucking go and do it as a gift to your, your past self. Like go and do it and like yeah. look in the direction that you walked from when you made that decision and look at, imagine your little like scared self being there. And you know, I don't know, raise a glass to it or something. But like, yeah, symbolism is powerful, man. It's That's true. Why all, all art, all art is based on symbolism, and you know, there's layers and stuff. There you go. Um, okay. Yeah, and now look at us, sat in my bedroom drinking on the internet. On, on the internet. <laughs> on the interwebs. And uh, yeah. what are you drinking? Uh, nothing exciting. It's lilt. Mm. I should have had something alcoholic, really, shouldn't I? I should be celebrating, but no, no, no. I just, uh, it's um. Whatever floats your boat, mate. But uh, I like your your setup looks different. You mentioned you might try a different setup. Have you have you have you, have you tried <laughs> yeah. a different setup? Or it Not looks then. a bit different. I've, I've yeah. The curtains open. That's all that's different. I okay. yeah. I uh, I didn't like that you always like you were always bathed in like sunny glory, and I was always in the dark. So um, do you want to know what's in front of me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all a fucking sham. I literally have a I have a, like a photography lamp in front of me. That's why. Hey, it's all lies. <laughs> it's all lies. <laughs> There you go. Behind, oh, behind God. the curtain of a, of a tech influencer there, guys. The, <laughs> the, the, least, the least influential of the tech influencers. Um, <laughs> yeah. please, please give me a... While you say that, please give me a follow. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. You need to. All right. Shall I crack on? We've got a few more left. Please do, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Actually, kind of a bit, bit to your point, uh, as you said at the beginning, about wanking, um, masturbating in, in sort of private, in secret, in a hurried sense. Um, wanking is practice. So if you go in all hurried and, and you know, like opening, the, getting the old laptop out and getting the wrong, you know, the incognito window out and not paying or subscribing to, to, to pornography, I think um, something that you're going to do, you know, on a consistent basis throughout your entire life. So lean into it and own it and, uh, you know, um, see it as practice so yeah not every single time like you know make it something when you have 30 minutes to do it but go into that thinking okay well you know this is this is effectively if i i wank probably 99 times percent more than i ever have sex or i don't know how what the percentage is but it's a lot more than you have sex it it's conditioning it's 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 training effectively so if you just go in there and like i definitely like would have a quick cheeky wank and then that would affect me with having premature ejaculation and, 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 you know, uh, throughout life. And I'm like, hold on a minute. Like, what the fuck? Like, I'm always like fighting this, 
this thing where I was like, well, of course, because I'm having a cheeky wank in two minutes or under that, you know, in the shower or whatever. I'm just training my body to just get it out as quick as possible. Not even erect. Just like, oh, yeah, we're up. Bang, let's get it out. I'm ready to go because my body's so used to that. So mm, that was something yeah. to me, at least. That is interesting. Yeah, no, I like that. Mm. Yeah. And your, your answer would be, because uh, um, you've obviously, I mean, like, but that's my question to you as well, as someone who has, has, struggled, has struggled with uh, delayed ejaculation. Um, I mean, is that something you live with? Is that something that's just like, Jamie, uh, that's me? Uh, there's ways to, like, fix it. Um, not fix it. There's ways to, you know, I have to like um, consciously be in the moment more with sex and I have to really like switch my mind off because I've got a tendency to like think about my taxes when I'm having sex. Um, so yeah, I need to kind of, uh, yeah, be in the moment and really sort of feel what's happening and that tends to help a little bit. Um, but to be honest, like it's not a big problem for me right now. Um, I mean, it doesn't help that like, we're kind of encouraged, you know, society is telling us that like lasting an hour is a good thing. Um, mm. The, the, the silver lining is that I'm getting, <laughs> I am getting a bit, we're joking about being old and how 30 isn't actually that old. Um, I am less fit now. So my body gives in before like my dick does. So that's, that's, that's good. That stops me from going forever. Uh, yeah. like, I can't go anymore. I have to come now. Sorry. Um, so yeah, it's something that's kind of, I'm sort of thinking about. It's a real worry for like wanting kids um, mm. because for me to come through penetration, to come inside, um, is a really big deal and is really rare. Um, and most of the times that I've done it in like my late twenties, it's been very deliberate. Like I've sort of been like, no, 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 quick, 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 and we like we switch around. Not the most romantic thing ever. So I'm worried that like when I eventually want to have kids, I'm going to have to do that. And then I'm going to be able to think about the conception of my child because I remember that it was like that one time that I did come inside. Yeah. I remember we, we like panicked and I like moved around and then I like yeah, came yeah. inside and there was a baby. Um, so I'm really <laughs> worried about that. So I want to fix it for that. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll see. Baby steps. Mm. Mm. Cool. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say baby steps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Tools are, sorry, toys are tools, not replacements. Yes. That's yes, a good one I'm doing it again. I'm getting them out. Get it out. Get them out. Get them out. Get them out, Jamie. I need to have them on hand. Um, I need to have them on hand. I need to just. Go yeah, on, we go. Give, there give it is. Your sales pitch. So, uh, about toys or your toy you're holding up right now? Well, about sleeves for one. You keep saying this, right? This is the time. You're now talking to your 20 year old self, right? Yeah. Tell them oh, about yeah, it. Sorry. Tell them about Mate. it. Matt. L Matt, listen. Matt. No, no. Here, Matt. Sorry, he's not paying attention. Um, get a sleeve. Sleeves are going to change your life. They are going to make masturbation more enjoyable, cleaner. Um, and I all round, I believe, um, healthier food, the skin, the sensitivity around your penis. Use lubricant. Stop stealing mom's coconut butter. Um, <laughs> Bobby Brown, co coconut butter in the downstairs bathroom. Um, stop stealing that stuff. She's figuring it out, Matt. She knows. She knows, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, um, so yeah, I think sleeves, may are the game changer because I think every 15-year-old boy should be bought one. Um, because yeah, I think, I think they're just a better way to masturbate instead of your hand. I mean, I don't, I don't want to get into it. I never had an issue. I, well, I don't know about bacteria and all that kind of stuff, but like, I can imagine there are less bacteria, uh, you know, growing place in your bloody hand. Have you seen that the, when they do this and then there's an egg, Jamie, tell us about eggs. Wow. This is, this is a Tenga egg. Yeah. It's basically like a sleeve that I just showed, but, uh, it comes in an egg, which is really cute. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Watch this space. <laughs> We're about to be talking about Tenga a lot. Uh, yes. So, uh, yes. yeah, keep an eye on this. But yeah, this is like a sleep as well. Um, yeah. It's like an, an egg that, yeah, you, you wank into basically. Jamie, I have a last one. Oh, a last no. one. Fine. We've made it. Go on. 
We made it. Um, do you know, you probably know what I'm going to say. It's my favorite uh, rapper slogan. <laughs> Go on. Ladies and gentlemen, the wonderful people who have stayed in for, I think, 80 minutes now listening to Jamie and I chat. Um, come. I come. And then I come to my senses. Wise words. Wise words. Little Wayne in a rap song told to us by the founder of Blue Heart, a really cool app, relationship uh, app. But... I really recognize and connect and relate to the terms because I definitely make decisions. And Jamie, I know you can relate to that as a sex, former sex addict, right? Recovering sex addict. Um, you make decisions based in the moment. And, you know, like whilst it is a joke that men think, you know, oh, you're thinking with the little head, you know, not that we're not with the big head. Right. But it's true. And I believe that many men make bad decisions, uh, you know, and, and, and maybe slightly aggressive decisions and slightly stupid decisions because they're in like the heat, the heat of the moment. Are you high five or was that just like, yeah, amen. I was like, am I missing a high five or am I? No, yeah. I was like, yeah, me, me. I'm one of those people. Yeah, yeah me sure. too. Yeah, me too. Me too. You know, and, and, you know, I've definitely made a, a couple of bad decisions or uh, many bad decisions because I've been in the heat of the moment and, you know, and therefore I come and I come to my senses, I think is a really poignant way to say it, little Wayne, because it's true. It's like, I, I, I literally, and you know, I've had a few scenarios recently since I've heard that term when I'm like, good, I think I'm going to make a bad decision sexually. And I go and I go and jack off and I'm like, all right, well, you know what? Like, wow. I'm so, so much clearer. Yeah. Yeah, totally. There's, um, there's something that I've been working on for the last few months, um, through meditation. So I use, I use Headspace, the meditation app, which I would recommend to anyone who's interested in trying meditation. Cause it's really good. Like teaching you how to do it. So I, I've always been a very like, ah, meditation. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hippie. Um, but, uh, it's really good. But yeah, there's, there's a course on there that I've been doing, um, about giving yourself uh, quiet confidence and essentially quiet confidence. is just kind of just being able to sit with yourself in your own thoughts, in a crowd of people or on your own or anything, and just sort of feel like, nah, I got this. Like, I, I got, you know, I, I feel good about myself, about the things that I'm doing, and I don't need to, like, be loud or tell a funny joke right now or, like, just do something amazing to be confident. Um, I have this confidence within me, and we're kind of, like, building that. And, and the feeling that you have with that when you nail it, which is quite rare for me, but I'm getting there, um, when you nail it in a crowd of people and you're just sort of sat there quietly confident is the same feeling you get after you've come and you don't like necessarily care about the thing you were pursuing before. So if you're talking to someone that like, you know, you're, you're, you're talking to a friend's ex that, you know, you probably shouldn't be talking to, you probably shouldn't be trying to get with. And there's like, like bit of guilt, go away, wank, come back. And you have this like clarity of like, no, I don't need to pursue this. This isn't, this isn't for me. I don't want to do this. That clarity you have is the same clarity that I've been feeling with this quiet confidence thing that meditation's given me. Um, so yeah, it's powerful. Lil Wayne's on something. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. All right, cool. Well, thanks for this. Um, I didn't cry. That was achievement. Um, and mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to doing one of these, uh, in 10 years, things that our 40 year old selves would tell our 30 year old selves. So I'll see you there. Exactly. Get in the camera. I hope everyone who's there right now will join. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. All right. There you go. I don't have any crazy wise words to sign off with, so we'll just leave it there. Uh, thanks for joining me, Matt. That wasn't as painful as I thought it was going to be. It was an honor to spend it with you. And uh, yeah, see you next week for more Vanilla Chats. I'll see you next Thursday, my boy. Thursday. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining. Next Thursday. Bye, everyone. I'm going to press exactly. stop now. All right. Love you, bye. Love you, bye.
Hello everyone, it's me, Jamie, and I've got an important announcement to make, alright? This podcast is now sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, anyone who's been listening to the podcast for the last however long it's been knows that I've been shouting about this company for years, since day one. One of our first episodes was a counselling session with me and my counsellor from BetterHelp, um, and I've been on it for years now probably like coming up to like four years i think maybe five years i've been on it um getting counseling um on a weekly basis and i love it and yeah anyone who knows me anyone who's spoken to me about mental health stuff over the years um or has listened to this podcast knows that i'm a massive fan of better help and uh what they offer so they are sponsoring this podcast now which is cool which means we have a discount link um you get 10 percent off if you go to betterhelp.com forward slash let's talk about sex jamie there's a link in the bio and yeah so one of my favorite things about better help better help they keep telling me to pronounce it properly because my because of my accent i don't say t's very well um better help better help H-E-L-P are an American company and I really like that because I'm based in London and the time zones kind of match up quite nicely so that I can get a lot of my counselling like in the evenings um, and after work and stuff which is really cool but yeah another part of them being American means they've given me a big old document to read as part of this advert for them so I'm going to go through and do that American podcasts are really good at this they're used to reading out advertisements I think but um, I'm not sure uh, it's really the same flavour as English podcasts but let's find out shall we so i'm going to read through this thing that is completely not scripted and completely my own words is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals hosts inserts personal experience um anyone listens to the podcast knows that i've had counseling for a bunch of different reasons most recently uh sex addiction um before then anger management before then anxiety and depression stuff uh, i got a bit of cbt um yeah and better help gives you access to all those things which is super cool um and yeah i don't need to i don't really need to go on about how good counseling is do i to you know achieve your goals uh, better help will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist yeah it's really cool it's a bit like tinder for therapists you, you put in like your problems <laughs> the things that you want to talk to someone about and then it comes up with all these different counselors who um, specialize in that area and you can kind of read a little bio and like read their reviews and stuff and pick which one's for you that's really cool i've gone through like probably probably like 14 counselors in my time on better help um and yeah it's really it's really nice it's quite quite exciting actually meeting a new counselor so yeah there's a bunch of different people in there um you can and start communicating in under 48 hours it's not a crisis line it's not self-help it is professional counseling done securely online yeah it's um it's actual therapy and uh for me living in london especially um i think it's the same for like most major cities out there therapy in-person therapy is really expensive um this gives you that but you know at the kind of whenever you want to do it it's all online and you can do like you know video voice or text chat um and it's way cheaper than seeing someone in person so um yeah it's actual proper like therapy uh online securely online there is a broad range of expertise available which may not be locally available in many areas also true very good point the service i mean you know me because these are my own words i'm not reading a script the service is available for clients worldwide because it's on the internet you can log in to your account anytime and send a message to your counsellor, which I often do. Sorry, Heather. I send messages at all, at all points in, in the day and night. Um, it's pretty good for that. 
You can also um, mark them as urgent, which is quite nice. I think a lot of people, when they think about online counselling, they kind of think, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, it's like a bit of a distance. Like you're not completely like fully in touch with your counsellor. But um, I think, you know, with it being online, you're more in touch with them and you can mark messages as urgent if you want like a, a quicker response. Um, yeah, which is really cool. So yeah, you can send them messages at any time. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. Yeah, that, that is good. Um, yeah, you can really fit it around your schedule. It's awesome. I like to go for walks and have calls. Um, I used to do video chats with my counselor. Now I do text chats, like live text chats. It's a bit like being on MSN. It's very fun. I've just shown my age there, haven't I, by talking about MSN. Moving on. Better help is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counsellors as needed. That's true. I've jumped between loads of counsellors. Um, when it wasn't really working out, I just kind of sack them off and on to the next one. It's, it's a bit like dating apps for counsellors. Probably shouldn't say that. They probably won't like that. It's more affordable than traditional offline counselling and financial aid is available. That is true. This is hands down. I'm fully, I've, I've properly looked everywhere because um, I've got a lot of friends who are broke <laughs> but want counselling. This is hands down the cheapest way I've uh, found, uh, the cheap, cheapest like access to counselling i found. Um, yeah, and if you are struggling, there are buttons you can press to get um, further discounts and stuff. And obviously use our code, uh, what is it? Betterhelp.com forward slash. Let's talk about sex, Jamie, and you get 10% off. That's really cool. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. How American was that? There's a catchphrase. Love it. Love a catchphrase. Love a tagline. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. Hosts can read some testimonials from here. Um, I'm not going to because I think my entire podcast <laughs> is a testimonial, testimonial to better help. Uh, yeah, I'm a massive advocate for it. As you guys know, always have been. I think everyone should get counselling whether you feel like you really need it or not. Um, it's always good to check in. And yeah, BetterHelp is by far the best platform I've found for counselling. And all the people that I've recommended to it over the years uh, have said the same thing. They, they like it. So yeah, visit BetterHelp help.com forward slash let's talk about sex jamie that's <laughs> better help h-e-l-p and join the over one million people oh my god who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional nice in fact so many people have been using better help that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states that's the thing as well if you're a counselor and fancy a bit of like online counseling work they're also looking to hire you Special offer for, podcast name, listeners, get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash let's talk about sex Jamie. Oh yeah, there we go. All right, I'm super proud that um, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. As you guys know, I'm a huge fan of the service and I have been using it for years. I intend on using it for many years and I really want people to try out um, counseling like this because I think it's really cool and it's really easy to like fit around our busy lives and it's cheap as well and even cheaper with discount code betterhelp.com forward slash let's talk about sex jamie how'd i do was that all right that felt okay it didn't feel too like sell out anyway love you bye